Good afternoon, Morgantown, and welcome back to The Good, The Bad, and The Strange. Each week, we strive to bring you three news stories, one good, one bad, and one downright strange. This week, for The Good, Joe Biden has moved to pardon all prior federal offenses of simple possession of marijuana. For The Bad, Governor Ron DeSantis sent about 50 immigrants to Martha's Vineyard under false pretenses in a political stunt. And for The Strange, Disney released a trailer for the new Little Mermaid movie, and people are up in arms over their casting decisions in a way that has many of us asking, why do you care so much what a mermaid in a children's movie looks like? Stay tuned to hear it all right here at U92 The Moose, or check us out on Spotify. Just look for The Good, The Bad, and The Strange to check out our whole backlog of episodes. Finally, anyone who has questions, comments, or suggestions for the show can send us an email at goodbadandstrange at gmail.com. Once again, that's goodbadandstrange at gmail.com. Starting off with the good, President Joseph R. Biden released a statement declaring, quote, no one should be in jail just for using or possessing marijuana, end quote. In recent months, the president seems to have figured out what the best way to ensure re-election is. He is finally giving the people what they want. According to Politico, the majority of voting Americans support pardoning people with nonviolent marijuana convictions. The political news outlet claims less than 25% of people expressed an opposition to Biden's decision. Furthermore, as many as 69% of those polled showed support for changing the way marijuana is classified under federal law. Currently, marijuana is federally classified as a Schedule I drug. According to DEA.gov, a Schedule I drug is one that has no currently accepted medical use and has a high potential for abuse. Schedule I drugs are considered the highest priority by the DEA and other drug enforcement agencies. Another Schedule I drug you may be familiar with is heroin. Heroin. Based on this archaic system, which doesn't even correctly classify marijuana's accepted medical uses, of which there are many, Marijuana and heroin are considered the same level of potential for abuse. Clearly, this system needs to be redone. Biden's actions mean that over 6,500 people will be pardoned for their federal cannabis possession convictions. However, there is still a long way to go. The FBI tells us over 170,000 people had been arrested for the possession of marijuana in 2021. Those who have federal convictions likely also have state convictions and those with state convictions are completely untouched by this pardon. While we should always celebrate a politician making decisions that actually help people, we also need to hold the line. The narrative surrounding this decision cannot be, Biden solved the marijuana problem. It needs to be, Biden has begun solving the marijuana problem. Hopefully he keeps the same energy after the midterms, but until then, welcome to the good section, Joe. Moving on to the bad section. Florida Senator Ron DeSantis upended the lives of 48 Venezuelan asylum seekers by tricking them onto airplanes and flying them to Martha's Vineyard in Massachusetts. The people of Martha's Vineyard immediately rallied together to receive the asylum seekers and get them what they needed. The island's emergency services usually deal with natural disasters and critical housing needs. However, this time the goal was providing food, shelter, and resources to the almost 50 people unexpectedly dropped on their island. The Dukes County manager, Martina Thornton, said, quote, I was part of the effort, but it was a collaboration. It was not a single agency or person and a lot of volunteers, end quote. For two days, the migrants stayed there until emergency services were able to bring them to Joint Base Cape Cod, where they could receive long-term help and continue the immigration process. 
With an island of people coming together to help those who need it, you may find yourself wondering why this story is in the bad section. However, you can't forget how this story began. Given the evidence, it seems like the vast majority of these people did not come to Martha's Vineyard of their own accord. These people were brought to Martha's Vineyard, and not too long after all of this happened, many of them banded together to file a lawsuit against DeSantis for devising a, quote, premeditated, fraudulent, and illegal scheme, end quote, aimed at leveraging their vulnerability to score a political win. The lawsuit apparently describes how those immigrants were recruited and the things that they were promised that were never delivered. National correspondent for NPR Joel Rose gave a detailed description of the lawsuit in an interview with NPR. According to his summary, several migrants described being tricked with lies of expedited working papers and jobs. Many of those tricked described meeting a woman who identified herself as Perla, and the New York Times and CNN have reported that her full name is Perla Huerta. I apologize if I pronounced that wrong. And that she has worked for the U.S. military as a combat medic and a counterintelligence agent for almost 20 years. NPR has yet to confirm this information, but it is their leading theory. Joel Rose reports that these flights were paid for by the state of Florida through an aviation company called Vertol Systems. Not only does that mean that Florida state citizens paid out of their own pocket to finance this stunt, but the owner of Vertol Systems is an out-and-proud conservative who has donated to the GOP several times, in case you're wondering why they chose that particular air service. On his show Tucker Carlson Tonight, Fox television personality Tucker Carlson called out the people of Martha's Vineyard for their lack of diversity. He frames the story by quoting Martha's Vineyard's racial statistics, pointing out how the island is mostly made up of upper-class white people. He talks about how nice it would be if the area could be more diversified, which personally I agree with. Martha's Vineyard is a nice place, I've been told. I would love for them to make visiting and living there cheaper so more people who want to go there can go there. However, then Carlson cuts to several clips of camera footage from around the town in the middle of the night, showing empty streets and walkways. He sarcastically points out the jubilation at the town that just received dozens of surprise guests. For someone only watching Carlson's show and getting information from nowhere else, it would look like this was a planned event that the vineyard dropped the ball on. Carlson seemingly deliberately forgot to mention that no one at Martha's Vineyard knew this was going to happen. Soon after this event, American filmmaker Ken Burns went on to CNN for an interview to promote the documentary he was creating called The U.S. and the Holocaust, which tracks the American response to the Holocaust before, during, and after the Second World War. Burns called out DeSantis' weaponizing of human beings and compared it to the rise of fascism in Germany during World War II. Carlson's response to this was frightening. That same evening, Carlson got on his show and said that everything is relative. Quote, Martha's Vineyard may be a modern-day death camp, but compared to where illegal aliens usually go, it doesn't look that bad. End quote. This is textbook fascist ideology. First of all, quote, illegal aliens, unquote, don't usually go to death camps. Maybe in Carlson's fantasy world that's the case, but not here. These were asylum seekers who, for the most part, were already released from immigration detention centers. These people were in the process of immigration. They literally got baited onto the plane with promises of work and expedited registration. They wanted to follow the law. They wanted to enter legally. 
Tucker and his cronies have been pushing this narrative for a long time that basically boils down to the belief that everyone is a hardline conservative deep down and that the people who claim they aren't simply think they're better than you. Whoever you is, it doesn't matter. Even with Martha's Vineyard mobilizing aid and resources to help the people in need, Carlson and other Republican outlets have already started reporting that the people of Martha's Vineyard kicked the immigrants to the curb and sent them away. As with all fascist propaganda, there is a seed of truth wrapped in lies. The people of Martha's Vineyard did technically send them away. Like I said, two days after the arrival, the asylum seekers were sent to Joint Base Cape Cod, a military installation that had the infrastructure to actually house, feed, and care for them long term. The vineyard had some setups, sure, some schools and churches, but they simply lacked the capability to care for these people longer than a few days. Conservatives have already started using this as a talking point, simplifying the entire event down to migrants arrived in Martha's Vineyard, and Martha's Vineyard sent them to a military camp. This shows us a number of things about the modern conservative media strategy. First is that it doesn't matter in the slightest what happens in objective reality. Extremist outlets like Carlson will report what they want to report in complete and utter disregard of the events as they actually happened. Second is that these extremists do not hold themselves to any moral or ethical standards. Carlson and the rest of the DeSantis supporters simply do not care that DeSantis lied and cheated nearly 50 people for his own personal political gain. Third and final is that they can and will dump human beings who need help into unsuspecting cities, counties, and neighborhoods, and then judge the people of those neighborhoods for not jumping at the chance to step in and help, even if they actually do. This whole thing is an embarrassing window into the modern American politics. We have entered the era of rich white men paying countless individuals to orchestrate the coerced movement of immigrants across state lines for political pranks. The fact that the people of Florida didn't immediately call for DeSantis' resignation is ridiculous, and hopefully our justice system carries these people's lawsuit to where it needs to go. For more on this story, Joel Roll's interview can be found on NPR. I encourage anyone who wants to know more about this, please go read the whole thing and educate yourselves. With that, we can close the door on the bad section and finally move on to The Strange. This week for The Strange, we have a nice, fun story. People on the internet have absolutely lost their minds about the upcoming reboot of The Little Mermaid. Why? Because the woman who was casted to star in the film is African-American, and in their opinion, The Little Mermaid has to be white. You might remember The Little Mermaid. Originally released in 1989, The Little Mermaid was a children's movie about a young mermaid named Ariel who wants nothing more than to see what it's like to live on land. Eventually, she gets what she wished for and learns a few lessons along the way. It was a wonderful movie. I loved it as a kid. It was wildly popular. And pretty much no part of it revolves around what Ariel looks like other than the fact that she has fins instead of feet. But apparently her being white was extremely important to some people, namely conservative television and internet personalities. Matt Walsh, a popular right-wing speaker, went on his show to rant and rave, as did a number of Facebook warriors and YouTube commenters. Matt Walsh called out the reboot for being scientifically inaccurate. Walsh noted how it doesn't make sense for a deep-sea creature to have darker skin because they wouldn't need protection from the sun. It seems like Matt forgot that mermaids aren't real, 
and that even in most fiction, where mermaids are real, they're more often than not found on or near the surface of the ocean than they are in the depths of the Mariana Trench. I don't know why these people can't just be honest and say the reason they don't like the decision is because they are racist. They don't want to see black people in places where they didn't used to see black people, and it makes them uncomfortable to have their worldview changed. Look, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter who plays the Little Mermaid, and it's sad that this many people feel like they need to be involved in the casting process of the latest Disney reboot. But for us here at The Good, The Bad, and The Strange, that's all the time we have. Thank you so much for listening. This has been The Good, The Bad, and The Strange, and I have been your host, Francis Egan. Please check us out on Spotify. You can find the whole backlog of episodes there. That's The Good, The Bad, and The Strange. And if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for the show, please reach out to us at goodbadandestrange at gmail.com. Once again, that's goodbadandestrange at gmail.com. All one word. Stay tuned right here at U92 The Moose for more news and more great music. I've been your host, Francis Egan. Francis Egan.